Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, your hosts from the Draft Network, and we are here on this Wednesday Halloween edition of the show to maybe debate some stuff. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but I know it's going to be fun. We're going to talk football, and uh, Kyle, you don't know this right now, but I I took a jab at you in an article that I released this morning on the Draft Network, and you're welcome. You're welcome for the mentions that I hope you get from it. Which article is it? Because I need to go read it right now. Um, well, the, the, the fun part about the reality of this conversation, sir, is the article's not published for this. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Yeah. And so, yeah, you haven't seen it. Um, so unless you finagle your way in the back end, you won't see it, until which it I know, how, which I know how to do. I know you know how to do that, but I took a shot at you for not liking the office. Oh well, is this, is this about spend... Halloween? Is this is this what this is about? Well, the 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 way the reason it's relevant is uh, I in the lead of my article, uh, which is about five scary realities of the 2019 NFL Draft. Your boy Joe Marino being creative, maybe for the first time in his life, I shared the only two times I've ever dressed up for Halloween. I shared a picture of me in those costumes and those costumes are just me copying what I saw Jim Halpert from the office. And then of course uh, I told people that uh, fun fact, Kyle, Kyle doesn't, doesn't like, the, like office. the office. Yeah. You and know what I, else I, I hyperlinked, I hyperlinked your Twitter and I'm hoping for a lot of mentions. So you if you uh, I, read the article, go to his page and, and light up Kyle. You know what I like less than the office? What? Halloween. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to debate anything on this podcast or not, but I can guarantee you right now, by the time you have listened to this, I will have get off my lawn, a small child dressed as some thing on my porch. Because I got my hands full, man. I got a dog that loves people. And when the dog sees people, the dog gets excited. And on a day in which I'm going to have people ringing my doorbell, wanting candy from me, which is already hard enough to have in the house, right? <laughs> hard enough that it exists as is. All I want to do is set that basket out like at the end of the driveway. And when it's gone, it's gone. That's all I want to do. So what is your plan? Because your community, I've been to your house. I, I know the dynamics. You are going yeah. to have hundreds yes. of little whippersnappers dressed up, wanting candy from Kyle Crab. So what, are you are you staying home? You're going to sit in the driveway. What's the plan, man? Because I'm uh, leaving the, my house. I'm not going to be home. There's not a chance. That's not with my the smart years. thing to do. It's yeah, I'm going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, I won't be home. I'm taking the dog back in my home office, right, which is on the first floor. Yeah. But here's the beauty. You can't hear the doorbell with the door closed back here. So I'm going in the back home office with the dog, and we're turning the music up to an 11 out of 10, maybe a 12 out of 10. Telling people that you're home. That's great. That's great. 
Well, they can ring the doorbell all they want. Guess what, brother? I ain't coming to the door. <laughs> you can ring my doorbell as much as you want. But if I can't hear you, you ain't coming around the back knocking on my back door. Right, You'd so have you're to gonna, be a sociopath. You're I'm just blank, I'm you're, blanking it out and yeah. pretending that it doesn't. it's not happening. You are not the only occupant of your house. So what's what's going on with the rest? Whatever, what's whatever the they want to do. They okay. can do whatever they want to do. But okay. for me, I'm having nothing to do with it because I don't want to like come out on the porch and like pretend I'm interested in what your costume is. Like I'm not, I'm just not at that age. I'm 29 years old. <laughs> I'm not into, Oh, what are you? <laughs> I'm a cat. Yeah, I can see that. It looks great. Like, no, I don't even want to pretend. You know, there is there is some father that is driving his kids to school. Oh, right he's now, probably livid right now, listening to this podcast and having to explain why uh, you know the Scrooge of Halloween is saying this stuff uh, over the speakers. But that's honestly weird. If you're I, well, no, thank you, thank you for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast while you take your kids to school. Um, Kyle, we told the people that we were going to do something today, and we're gonna we're gonna still do it, but we're gonna call. Call a, an audible here. Uh, you know, Omaha, Omaha. What's going on here, Kyle? Yeah, so we had said initially that we were going to pitch uh, front-running teams to each other uh, on today's show. We are still going to do that, but it's going to be extremely compartmentalized in the fact that we are going to do um, a probably 30-second segment on this instead. <laughs> yeah. And present who we think each person should front runner with throughout the rest of the season. So, Joe, yes. would you like to tell me who you think I should be getting on the bandwagon with? So we, we yeah, I, I didn't, I, I wanted to spend a lot of time on this and like bring some of your evaluations into play, um, but I didn't. And so I'm, I, I in my mind, I always thought maybe the Rams, um, undefeated team here. You've been really kind of pounding the table pretty hard for Jared Goff in a lot of our conversations recently about you know him being the one you would choose to kind of start your franchise with if you could pick any of the young quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. I mean, who doesn't love the way they play offense? Who doesn't love Sean McVay? Who doesn't love Wade Phillips? Like, I mean, it's for a long-suffering Dolphins fans fan. Excuse me, they're everything that the Dolphins are not. Right, and so that for those reasons, I, I was like, you know what, Kyle, embrace the Rams and then go enjoy a Super Bowl. Okay. For you, I'm you going accept, Carol. You accept it or not? I need to know. I need to know. Uh, I'm, I'll get into it after I tell you yours. Okay. Because I, right. I want to know what you think. I, I think you should hop on with the Keep Pounding Panthers. <laughs> now, listen, I understand you have mixed feelings about the dynamics Super, of Carolina, yeah. right? Yeah. Because of you live in that community. You know it's a melting pot, by and large, yep. of former fans of former teams ever since the team showed up and – but Joe, I, I look at this team, and this team has some some brand guys for you. I also know that there's uh, someone else in your household <laughs> that's extremely invested in the Panthers. So yes. uh, you just did a, a really nice piece on on DJ Moore the other day, right? What was that Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. or Monday? Monday. And um, their their skill players have have really blossomed, and. Luke Keekley is very popular in your household. So I think all these things <laughs> More combined. More popular than me in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's very true. I don't, can you blame her? 
No, no. Luke's a stud, brother. Yeah, he is. Um, and, and the fact that that is your community, uh, those were reasons why I thought Carolina would make sense for you. Yeah, I have such, I have such a weird relationship with the Panthers. Um, I respect the hell out of them. I'll tell you this, man. Talk about a good football coach, Ron Rivera. Man, that dude's awesome. And they have some of the most easy-to-root-for players in the NFL, like Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis and uh, and Greg Olson. I mean, how do you not love those guys? Um, and one thing, just I guess I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about the Panthers. Norv Turner, man, that dude. That dude has – we say leopards don't change their spots. Norv Turner yeah. did it. He yeah. has evolved this offense beautifully. I went, I watched the game live, and then I rewatched it to get a look at DJ Moore and his usage. And I'm like, there is so much creativity and built-in concepts and options for Cam Newton and, and all these great complementary skill sets and Devin Funches and Greg Olson and DJ Moore and Torrey Smith and Jarris Wright and Curtis Samuel and CJ – uh, CJ Anderson and Christian McCaffrey and, and a dual threat quarterback and, and Cam Newton and, and what Norv is doing, man, you want to have some fun pop on the all 22 of the Carolina Panthers and see how Norv has evolved and how he's using this personnel. It is fun. I guess I just said, yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll get on board with the Panthers. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. you got that to look forward to, man. Um, as far as me and the Rams, I thought about the bears just because Trubisky watch and how <laughs> invested I am in that. But then I look at some of the other teams in that division and it's like, I got a lot of brand players and like Minnesota's got a lot of brand players for me. And so I, I'm not totally sold on Chicago and me being a lifelong Rams fan, which I obviously right. am. Right. I don't even know um, why I suggested it. Yeah. A team that's on pace to score over 520 points this year is definitely right up my alley. And Joe, that's actually going to be a really nice segue for us to get into our next segment. Yes, yes, let's uh, let's do that. But before we do, Kyle, let's talk about our sponsor for today's podcast, talking about our good friends at MyBookie. Guys, listen, if you think you know who's going to win the games this weekend, you've got to get your bets in at MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I'm always going to tell you to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I'd only recommend a service to you that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Now listen, my bookie is slammed with new bettors right now, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. You can join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. You do have to use our promo code. Don't forget it, folks. It's locked on 25. Put that in the promo code to activate it. Again, locked on 25. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on 25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. Again, if you're willing to wait, until after 7 p.m., go ahead and cook dinner and then get on my bookie. Make that deposit. You can get an extra $25 free play by using our promo code LOCKEDON25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait and get that extra money. You play, you win, you get paid, my bookie. We'll be right back after this to get into some more debate. All right, Kyle. We got a proposition here. Okay. Why don't you tell what get tell the people what we're getting into right now? Yeah. Uh, so 
Joe, you talked to me on Tuesday night, and you said, hey, I got a pretty good idea for the Wednesday show. If we want to kind of pivot off of the bandwagon concept, would you rather have, and I totally understand why this is a relevant conversation for you, Joe, because I just looked at the NFL standings, and I saw that the Buffalo Bills have scored 87 points in eight games this year. Is that bad? Is that bad? The, or? the next uh. lowest total in the NFL is 110. So yes, to answer your question, that is bad. Yep. It is horrendous, which is in line with what we're talking about. Would you rather have a team that has a terrible offense and a good defense or a terrible defense and a good offense? And... I think we both know where we stand on this, but what we want to do with this conversation is present either side of the fence and what the pros and cons are. And um, as a fan, are we taking this from a fan's perspective? Are we taking this from like... Yes, fan's perspective. There you go. Okay. so Because if we were GMs, Kyle, we would have elite units on both sides of the pole. Obviously. Can't even even relate. Yeah, can't relate. Could not be my team. No. No. My team would not have taken Raekwon McMillan in the second <laughs> round. But. You are sulky about that one lately, man. That's yeah, because I, I was right. You went on from John right. James to Devontae Parker to Charles Harris, and now we're on the ledge with Raekwon McMillan. Yeah, to Charles Harris. It's still too soon to talk about Charles on the show. <laughs> not prepared to do it. So let's okay. talk about yeah. let's talk about bad offense. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot about so, that. Yeah, you do. I guess the good news. Right is if you have a bad offense but a great defense, the odds are you are going to be competitive in the vast majority of games that you play as a football team. Right? Yes. Hypothetically speaking, you're going to have a juncture in the second half of a football game that is potential for a tipping point, and your defense is either going to make a play and continue to extend it and put you in a position to compete for a win, or they're going to fail to convert that opportunity and the game's going to get away from you a little bit. Yeah. The the key to having a great defense but bad offense is never turning the ball over on offense. As soon as you do that and give that other team a short field even against your great defense, it, it it's just it's just problems. So you have a lot of stress on really protecting the football. But at the same time you have to make a play, right? <laughs> like you just you can't just kind of spin the wheels there and never have any momentum and, and move the football. And if you're undermanned, it's difficult to do that. Hello. Hi, 2018 Buffalo Bills. Um, so I, I do appreciate the dynamics of, hey, yeah, you can you can stop teams. But I, honestly, Kyle, I, I think you can only do it for so long because what really ruins your top flight defense is not being able to sustain drives and continuing to put them on the field and put stress on them, knowing they have to be perfect to win the game, to have a right. chance. And so you're relying on taking away another team for, for 60 minutes, not turning the football over, and then never having a lapse on defense. That's hard. That's really, really, really hard to do. And then you amplify the pressure on the offensive side of the ball, right? Like, you have to play perfect, not perfect, but you have to 
make no mistakes that are going to flip the field. And um, from a fan's perspective, I'd rather see the points, honestly. I'd rather see you run up and down the field. I would rather see you get in shootouts from a schematic perspective. You know, if you can score points, there's probably going to be a handful of teams out there that can handle you athletically and you're going to get wiped in those games or you will have a really bad day or the quarterback has an off day. But by and large, I think in today's NFL, if you can score points, if you can move up and down the field and do so with consistency, it's a more entertaining brand of football. It really honestly is. The, the days of 9-6 to six or 10-3, like that, that Jacksonville-Buffalo playoff game last year was a horrid watch from my perspective. Yeah. I wasn't emotionally invested in that game, so I understand if you're a Jaguars fan or you're a Bills fan and you're watching that game, you know, your your heart's pounding the entire time no matter what. But as a neutral party watching that playoff game, that game sucked because neither team could just honestly just move the football. It was terrible to watch. I, I mean, I did. I appreciated the good defense in that game. And I, I don't think that just because teams don't score, it's bad football. And if it is, I like bad football. So that's fine. Um, it's it just in this day and age, when the NFL is pacing for record-setting seasons and points scored and, t- and total yards, and your team is scoring 10 points a game and averaging less than 250 yards per game, man, you feel like you're just, you're just not you're, – you're playing football in another era. You're just so far right. behind. So that's why I wrote 1,500 words yesterday on how the Bills can fix the offense in the 2019 – off season, so check that piece out on the Draft Network if you uh, if you so choose. All right, so let's let's engage in a exercise here on the air, Joe. Okay, I want you to pull up these NFL standings that we just referenced when we were at the top of this segment. Okay, NFL standings, and I want you to look at the points allowed for the teams in first place of each division. Because in the AFC side of things, Patriots, 185. Chiefs, 205. On pace to give up 410 points this year. They're 7-1. Only loss was to the Pats by three points. Steelers, 172. The Bengals are 5-3 and and have given up 237 points with a negative 16-point differential. My Bengals, yeah. Your Bengals. Texans actually play defense. They have 167 points allowed. (laughs) Dude, the how about the Colts, first of all? 231 points scored. Andrew Luck's a good player. Frank Reich, rising star. 213 points allowed on defense. It's not great. The Redskins, no. 134 points allowed. But the Redskins have only scored 146 points. The Rams have scored one, or 264 and have 155 points allowed. Saints, 6-1, and one, 183 points, on pace to almost give up 400 points this season. So you can, there, there is some consistency here. If you can score, 
as long as you're scoring more than the other team, which I know that's how football works in general, right? But <laughs> All right, Bill at Belichick. the same time, <laughs> you don't have to play lockdown defense to win football games anymore. So I think even from the perspective of if you can score points, the only team that's in first place right now that does not score a ton of points is the Redskins, which have scored 146. That's not a lot of points. There is not – oh, the Bucking – see, the Buccaneers, they're just the outlier. They need to go. Yeah, they them. ruin it. They ruin it. Because I was going to say the team forever, the teams that have scored more than 200 points this year, ah, the Colts. The Colts and the Buccaneers are the only ones that have scored over 200 points this year. But they've that, both given up over 210. Yeah, that don't have a winning record. So you have the, the four – these might be the four best teams in the league, Kansas City, Los Angeles, the Patriots – the Rams, excuse me, Patriots and Saints. All of those teams are the top four and points four. They're six and one, six and two, eight and oh, seven and one. But their their points said. allowed are still very high. Yeah. Right. 183, 185, 205, and uh, 155. Yeah, Rams. 155 being, being their, their lights out. <laughs> and then they go out and trade for Dante Fowler, you know? Yeah. For what a third and a seventh, I, I think. I, I've I've got an I've got a wager for you. Okay. It seems this, to be you, our thing these days. You can take this or not. There's only one side of it that I'm taking. Okay. okay. Conventional wisdom tells you that the Super Bowl this year will be the Chiefs and the Rams. The Chiefs Are, and not the Patriots. Well, see, you're not going to take the bet then. I can already tell. I wanted What's to know if you would. I, well, I was hoping I, I was going to propose this to you. The Chiefs and the Rams are in, in the Super Bowl. If that's the case, you win the wager. Any other result, I take it. No, I'm not taking the. Well, the, you did that with the Heisman result. last year. Okay, look, I thought I could sucker you into that again. Oh right? yeah, you you wise enough. Listen, I'm the Norv Turner of this podcast. I have changed <laughs> my stripes. Damn it! Oh, I will not be, be suckered into bad bets. You, did you ever think you would self-compare yourself to Norv Turner? Not once in my life. It happened. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so in summary, we're both in agreement. We would rather have a team that has a potent offense and a terrible defense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, 87 points in, in, seven, in eight games. So demoralizing it sucks makes it not fun to watch your favorite team especially when you drafted a top 10 quarterback and he's also not playing so there's a lot of a lot of a lot of joy not happening on sunday so a lot of suffrage right now in bill's mafia and you guys get another game from nate peterman you know how does that happen right like (laughs) what did they say like when you uh there's the baseball reference when they, you put some weird guy on the field, right? That doesn't normally play a position. The ball finds them. They always say that, right? Right, right. The, yeah. the, start, the, the, the opportunities to play. Keep finding Nate Peterman. Why is he on the roster? If he was your backup quarterback coming into the year and then you he was signed somebody. He was the preferred starting quarterback in week one. He won the job. And then they signed Derek Anderson October 9th, right? Approximately. Yes. yes. How and Anderson is a more preferential player to start. How is is Peterman still on the roster? What do you so what do you do? Josh Allen's hurt, so you can the only quarterback you're gonna have on the roster 
that can play in a game is Derek bring Anderson somebody, with six, bring somebody else six in. practices. Bring somebody so else have, in. So you're going to have two – the Bills are in the situation right now. Joe, right? So th- what do you – They've scored suggest? 87 points anyway. What so difference what do you does do? it make? What do you do, Kyle? You have to you have to feel the quarterback. You have to play the yeah. game. Sign two. If Peterman is preferred to start and is so bad that he can't beat out a street-free agent by the middle of the season, he's worthless. There's no reason to keep him. I don't know. Look, if you want to, he's thrown 79 passes in the NFL. And how many good in the preseason? How many? How, how many? I, <laughs> I think he, wait, he threw two. He was two for two. He might have 81 attempts in the NFL now. Oh, so one out of every nine on the dot has been picked. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> Is I don't know. Is 87 points in eight games bad? Man. I don't know what to say. I think no. I you have to keep uh, the Bills have no choice but to play Peterman. You, they're going to sign Matt Barkley. You going to play him with two practices? Sure, Barkley played all right where the Bears for their like a three game stretch. No, just play Peterman. It's what it is. What it is. I mean, Barkley's probably going to throw you three picks, but he might move the ball for two hundred fifty yards. The, the and it's against the Bears too. Bears are a good defense. Bears are <laughs> bears are sneaky. Like, how are they in first place, man? That tie aside, I guess. Chicago Bears are in first they place. They play great by, defense. So, are they like the poster child of you'd rather have a great offense and a no? Their offense isn't terrible. They have a right? top ten scoring. Eight. No, no. I wrote about this today. The Bears are top ten in the NFL in both points and yards per game average. Offensively. They fixed it overnight. And so that was that's what I was spinning it as uh, for the Bills and how they can fix this overnight. And and fun fact with the Chicago Bears last year, took a lot of heat, right, for drafting Mitch Trubisky, not having crap around him, really raw guy coming out of college, mostly because he only started for one year. And guess what the guess what they did in the first round, Kyle? What did they do? Drafted defense. They drafted defense. So all you mock draft haters can sit down. <laughs> And then they drafted Anthony Miller and James Daniels with their next two picks. Bang that gavel, baby. Bang that gavel. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I don't have one, but I I would. I would (laughs) slam that really hard. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Draft Dudes today, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode before the Super Show on Friday with our friends over at Locked On NFL Draft. Make sure you don't miss it. Hit that subscribe button. Also, swing over to thedraftnetwork.com. As Joe said, he's put out some great content. Uh, we have big boards dropping this week, Joe. It's big board week. It's the first of yeah, going to 100 the, uh, this time. Yeah, first of November tomorrow, which means it's time to update the big boards. We're going to top 100 rankings. Mine comes out on Thursday. Joe's coming out on Friday. John and Trevor put theirs out next week. So. Big yeah, boards, updated big boards. First, check. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't blame them. You know, use yep. that crutch, man. Yeah. So shouts to them for putting it out second. You lucky sons of guns. <laughs> Kyle Krabs at Grinding the Tape on Twitter. Signing off with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino on Twitter. Thanks again for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.